Welcome to the Dulas Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Glad to be here with y'all today. I brought the old backpack up, you know, because I'm going to do a little show and tell this morning. Um, man, this backpack is massive. I'm not going to lie. But anyways, it's my backpack. But my favorite thing about like elementary school, because I went to elementary school before I was homeschooled, if y'all didn't know, fun fact, was show and tell. Like show and tell was lit, right? Like, so I brought something to show and tell. Uh, now, I got to be honest with y'all. Uh, it's not an animal. Like, that's kind of a bummer. The coolest kids in the class brought an animal, right? Like, if your dad brought a snake to show and tell, like, you were automatically cool. Um, But anyways, I didn't bring an animal. But in honor of the new series, Drip, I did bring um, something from the closet of Cole Miller. And uh, this is a special surprise for y'all. Check these babies out right here. You can't buy pants like these anymore. I'm talking about this. This neon pink, this neon blue, I don't know if that's zebra, cheetah, leopard, I don't know what we're working with. This is, this is, some, this is some exotic animal print right here. Like, you can't tell me you're going to find pants better than this. You see these legs right here? They fit in these pants, bro. Like, I really wore these out in public. And like a good show and tell, you know, I'm going to throw these out here. Y'all, y'all can feel those. Pass them around. This is, this is a legit show and tell, right? Check them out. Those things are legit, right? I'm a, I don't know if they're zebra. I don't know what they are. But you know what they're not? They're not for sale, okay? So pass them on. But anyways, uh, you know, there's some nice pants. But I, I got to be honest with y'all. Those pants don't, those, those pants don't drip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really did wear those, but like, those pants are, are really bad, right? Like, when I look back at those pants and like, see them, like, I, I know, I have pictures of me in those, which I'm not going to show today, but I'm like, why did I wear those, right? Like, why in the world, like, they, she's like, I'm not even going to touch these pants, man. Like, I don't mess with that. They're not cursed, but they are bad. Uh, but anyways, I wore those things, and I look back at it, and I'm like, why in the world, what was I thinking? Like, growing up, I had countless good people in my life that were like, Cole, dude, just don't. You know what I mean? Like, don't put those on. Like, I would come out, and my mom would be like, bro, just turn around, Cole. Like, I don't want to go to the grocery store with you in those pants. You know what I mean? But I still wore them. Like, it didn't matter what other people told me. I was like, yo, these are cool. I'm going to wear them. I don't care what you think. Uh, It wasn't until I grew up a little bit and realized whatever animal print pants these are, like, I I shouldn't be wearing them. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, there's probably a reason girls don't talk to me, and it probably has a lot to do with the pants that I was wearing. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I began to realize, okay, these aren't cool. And then when I realized that, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop wearing these, which in a weird way, in fact, I'm going to never wear them in public again. If you want to see me in those pants, join my connect group because for some reason, like once a season, they like find their way out. But anyways, I, I, will, I will never wear those pants in public again. But that leads me, oddly enough, to my first point. Um, an unchanged mind leads to an unchanged life. I get that from Ephesians 4, starting in verse 17. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, You can turn there if you want. We're going to read 17 to 24, kind of hear what God wants us to hear today. Here it goes. 
It says verse 17, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. You know why I wore those pants? I wore those pants because there was, I listened to some, I listened to music, right? You all do. But I listened to some weird music and like the dudes that were like, in those bands wore those pants. And I was like, well, I love this music and I want to be cool like these guys in this band. So I, I guess I, I have to wear these pants. And so I wore the pants and I look like an idiot. But that, that makes me ask a question of you. Who's your biggest role model? But think in your mind, like who, who do you want to emulate? Who do you want to be like? Why, why do you, uh, like, like, who is it, right? Is it the baby, Roddy Rich? Juice World, R.I.P., uh, Young Thug, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, Dak Prescott, uh, Zeke. Who is it that you're like, that's a person that I want to be like. I want to have what they have. I want to dress like they dress like. Why, why do you wear the things that you do? Because the people around you think they're cool? Because people that you look up to think they're cool? Uh, because you want to? Well, why do you look the way that you look? Why do you do the things that you do? You ever ask yourself that? Like, why, why, do you, why do you do the things you do? Is it because someone on YouTube did it? And you're like, ah, I'm, I want to be like them. Someone on Twitch did it. Someone on TikTok did it. Like, why do you do what you do? Why do you wear what you wear? Why are you who you are today? Paul says in 417, don't walk like the Gentiles. I can change that up and make it just a a, a lot easier for you to understand. Paul says, don't walk as the celebrities do. Don't walk as the athletes do. Don't walk as the popular people do. Don't walk as the TikTokers do, if that's how you say it. Um, Don't walk as, fill in whatever the blank, as your peers do, because they walk in the futility of their minds. Futility is kind of like a really cool word, but I didn't know what it meant until I looked it up. So here it is. This is what it means. To be futile is to be incapable of producing any results. Futility is ineffectiveness, uselessness. It's inability to be successful. Listen, I'm not telling you to like stop TikTok. I mean, it's getting banned anyways. But anyways, like one day you're going to look back on the TikTok videos you made and it's going to be a lot like me looking back at those pants. You're going to be like, ah, that wasn't good. Trust me, it's going to happen. Just wait five years or so. But this is bigger than like pink pants and and 15 second videos, right? Why in the world do we as Christians think that it's okay to lie? Why in the world as Christians do we think that it's okay to send inappropriate text messages? Why as Christians do we think that it's okay to treat people however we want to treat people why do we as christians look like everybody else in the world because for some dumb reason we insist on following people who don't follow god paul is saying look an unchanged mind leads to an unchanged life. And how foolish, how stupid it is for us as Christians to follow people with the thinking patterns whose minds are futile and unchanged. You see the problem, right? Paul continues in verse 18. This is some strong language. He says, they are darkened in their understanding 
alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. I love driving. I'm not going to lie. I, I love driving. It's fun. I don't even care what I'm driving. My car's not the greatest car in the world, but I still love driving it. Anyways, I was out driving the other day, and I think that when it comes to driving, there's a lot of people that are futile in the mind, right? Like, got a lot of drivers out there. They're just futile. Anyways, I was on the highway the other day, just, just chilling, and I'm a, I'm a good driver. I'm nice and safe. I don't have any wreck, wrecks on my record. So, you know, I'm driving. Check my mirror. It's clear. Turn on the blinker. I'm getting over. And then it was like, boom, all of a sudden a Chevy Sonic pops up. If you don't know what a Chevy Sonic is, it's like a go-kart with, like, just bigger, a little bit bigger, right? This Chevy Sonic comes up all of a sudden, and if you drive, I mean, sorry if you don't, you, you'll drive one day and this is going to happen to you. I go to turn and this Chevy Sonic's like, you're not going to take my lane. I'm like, bro, I'm taking your lane. You know what I mean? And so I gas it, 4.6 liter V8 and the Grand Marquis roars to life and I take the lane. But then I look back at my mirror as if I'm talking to this guy face to face and I'm like, why are you like this? You know what I mean? Like, why are you like this, bro? Just let me change lanes, man. And so I get over there, I win, whatever. But I'm like, why are you like this? Have you ever asked that question? Maybe somebody has wronged you. Maybe someone has lied to you. Maybe they didn't like not give you the lane, but they did something bad to you, right? And when someone hurts you, you want to look at them and you're like, why are you like this? You know, like, why? Tell me why. So... If you ever ask that question, Ephesians 4.18 tells us exactly why people make stupid decisions. It says, they are darkened in their understanding due to their hardness of heart. You see, people do evil things when they don't know God. But if I'm following this thinking right here, if people do evil things because they don't know God, why do people who still know God do evil things? I can't lie to you. I've been a Christian for, for over 10 years now, right? And I've made some dumb decisions. I've sinned, you know, like as a Christian, I still wore those pants, right? Like I did some stupid stuff. And so if I've sinned, what gives? You know, it's only fair if we're going to look at other people and say, why are you the way you are? Then to look in the mirror and say, why are you the way, why am I the way that I am, right? Like, have you ever thought of that of yourself? Like, why, why am I like this? Why do I do these things? Maybe one of the best parts about this, this little Ephesians 4 chunk of Scripture is, is the truth that, that it really gives Christians the answer on, on how to stop sinning, right? Like, it, it gives you kind of a, a path to stop being the way that you are. <laughs> but, but check this out. I'm going to continue in verse 20. I'm going to take it slow. We're going to figure this out together because this is important, right? Like, as Christians, we, we need to get this under control. Like, we don't need to be like the Gentiles. We don't need to be like everybody else around us. We need to be the people that God called us to be. And it's hidden within here, so here we go. Verse 20, but that's not the way you learned Christ. There's an exclamation point there. Paul's like, but that's not the way you learned Christ. You're supposed to be completely different. Assuming that you've heard about him or were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. 
and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, when someone first accepts Jesus, if you're in here and you've accepted Jesus, you probably went through this same pattern too, right? Like you accept Jesus and immediately what you think that you need to do is you need to stop sinning. You need to stop doing a bunch of bad things, right? Because you're a good person now. You're a Christian. And so what happens is You've probably seen this at one of our camps. You've ever been to one of our camps? People go, they say, hey, I'm not going to be this person. I'm going to be this. I'm going to stop doing this, this, and that. And they come back, and it lasts for about a month, and then all of a sudden they're the, the same old person that they've always been. What happened? You know what I mean? Have, have you ever tried to, to stop sinning? Like, why can't you do the things that you know are wrong as a Christian? Like trying to stop sinning is definitely what a Christian should do, right? Like sin separates you from God. You need to stop doing that. And so why is it so, so difficult? You see, I, I think that, that where we go wrong is we, we misunderstand how. You see, trying to stop sinning is, is, yes, we should absolutely try to stop sinning. But it doesn't stop there. Listen to this verse. Paul says, put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. That's the stop sinning part, right? Like, you need to put that off. You need to stop doing that. But then he continues. And he says, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. We can't just stop at putting off our old habits. Paul says we need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And it's just this reality of like, do you really think that you can defeat sin on your own? Do you think that you can just stop sinning all by yourself? No. You know what I mean? Like, you know what it took for Jesus to defeat sin? Jesus didn't like wink and snap at sin and it was gone. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to stop sin. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus didn't yell at sin. You know what Jesus did? Jesus died. Defeating sin. Sin took Jesus' life. And if you're going to overcome sin, if you're going to get rid of it, if you're going to defeat it, then you've got to let Jesus win, not you. Does that make sense? Romans 12, 2 says it this way, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and is acceptable and perfect. Which leads me to my second point. An unchanged mind is an unchanged life. But point number two, a renewed mind leads to a righteous life. It was a lot harder for me to, to wear those, those pants when I found out that they were actually not cool at all. In fact, they were terrible. Um, but in the same way, it's a lot more difficult to, to be angry at somebody when you learn from Jesus that anger isn't innocent. It's a lot harder to, to talk to somebody however you want to when, when Jesus says, hey, if you're going to be angry at somebody and curse them, then you're in danger of the fires of hell. In the same way, you're a lot less likely to, to struggle with sexual immorality when Jesus himself says, hey, I don't care what everybody else is doing. If you struggle with sexual immorality, then it would be better for you to cut off the pieces of your body that make you struggle rather than have your whole entire body thrown into the pits of hell. Like, that's what Jesus says. The world says, hey, do things like this. Treat people like this. This is how you do things. But then Paul reminds us, he says, hey, those people are futile in the mind. 
They're incapable of success. They can't even find a life. He says, you want life? You want to be the people that God wants you to be? And it starts with a renewed mind in Jesus. That leads to a righteous life. If you want to stop sinning, if you're sick of making excuses, if you're sick of being the same person today that you were yesterday, then you know what that takes? Take the time to to learn what Jesus says about your sin. Take the time to, to recognize that no matter what your sin struggle is, whether it's as simple as a lie or as complicated as an affair. I don't care what your sin is. Take the time to, to figure it out. And no matter how, how small or big it might see, seem, see the truth that it's hurting your relationship with God. No matter what the sin is, it's hurting your relationship with God. It's separating you from him. Not only is it hurting your relationship with God, but that sin, big or small, is hurting your relationship with the people all around you. And whatever your sin is, whatever sin that you've done or will do, is the very reason that Jesus hung bloody on the cross. Take the time to to learn and to figure out what God wants for you. Take some time to to read your Bible and and figure out that your sin's not innocent. Let Jesus renew your mind. The battle with sin begins and ends in in your mind. And so long as you think that the sins you commit are innocent and that they don't hurt anybody, you're going to keep on doing it. Let me tell you right now that you're you're not going to just do better next time. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the worst advice in the world. You know what I mean? Like when you've just played a terrible game and someone's like, ah, oh, you'll do better next time. No, you won't. You know what I mean? Like you don't walk and wake up one day better than you were the day before unless you do something about it. In the same way with sin, you're not going to just be better at stopping the next time. You need to do something about it. Until you let Jesus renew your mind, nothing is going to change. The last time that I was homeschooled was was over eight years ago, right? Like over eight years ago, I was attending homeschool and all that. But still to this day, people call me homeschool. I, I really don't understand. I don't know why people call me homeschool, but they do. For some reason, it's become a permanent part of my identity because my mom decided to keep me out of public school. But anyways, the funny thing is like all y'all fools are homeschooled now, so I don't wanna hear it. You're all homeschooled, welcome to the club. But not my point. The world has a funny way of never forgetting a simple mistake that you might make. The world will never forget the fact that Cole Miller was homeschooled. And you know how this works, right? Oh, that girl over there, yeah, she's the one that... That guy over there, yeah, you know what he did last week and the week before. Oh, you you don't want to hang out with him. You know why? Oh, not her. She's, she's, she, she did. And all of a sudden, the world takes whatever simple mistake, and, and a lot of times for your whole entire career through junior high and high school, you're defined by one little mistake. That hurts me. It hurts me for you. But, but what I do want to tell you is, is that's not the way the Christian life is. The Christian life isn't like that. I want to hit you with the goodness of God real quick because in Jesus, your mistakes don't define you anymore. When you're a Christian, you're a new creation. Paul says, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true 
righteousness and holiness. For a dude that once wore those pants, that goes hard because in Jesus, you get a whole new fit. You know what I mean? Like you're an entirely new person. But more than that, for a dude like me that has sinned, a guy like me that is messed up, that's made some bad decisions, this is even better because I don't have to be a dirty, messed up sinner anymore. Instead, I'm an entirely new person in Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. And see, when you're a Christian, when you decide that you're going to believe in Jesus and call him the Lord of your life, that's your story too. You see, God doesn't care about how bad you were before him. He doesn't care how messed up you are. He doesn't care what other people call you. He doesn't care how, how small your sin is. He doesn't care how big your sin is. What God cares about is when you make him the Lord of your life, you become a new creation. And Paul says you become righteous. I love the word righteous because like, it, it just means you are right with God, right? So when you become a Christian, you're a new creation. No longer are you the old messed up person, but you are right with God. Let me give you a little pro tip here, though, because like, you, can't, you can't put on the new self. You can't like, put on a, a new fit without taking off the old stuff. Imagine that um, after this, we, we did something, right? It's Texas. It's hot outside. I don't know why I'm wearing a hoodie, but I am. But anyways, it's hot outside. But imagine if after this, I was like, yo, let's go play volleyball. Like, the, the court's nice out there. Let's all roll out there. So all of us, we go out there. We play volleyball. It's Texas. So after five minutes, we're drenched in sweat. You know what I mean? Like, we're drenched. You, you can't avoid it. You know what I mean? Unless you're some weird person that doesn't sweat. But we're all going to be sweaty. And so we go, we're super sweaty, and then all of a sudden, imagine this, your phone lights up. And you're like, oh, nice. It's the person that you've been wanting to go on a date for for years, right? Like it's, it's the girl of your dreams, the guy of your dreams, whoever. They've texted you. Hello, let's go on a date tonight. You're like, bet, <laughs> right? Mom picks you up or you hop in your whip. You go home. You get home. You're home. You're ready for the date. Your date's like, yeah, I'm going to be there in an hour. You're like, cool, plenty of time to get ready. So imagine if in that moment you don't change clothes. Instead, you just get in your drawers. Don't, like when I say drawers, I mean these drawers, not like the drawer drawers. You know what I mean? But you go, you're wearing the same sweaty clothes. And imagine you go and you, you just put on the new stuff, right? Like, so I'm wearing this, but I, like, I put a shirt on over it. I mean, these pants are tight, so I put other pants, you know, on top of these pants. And then I somehow, like, put other stuff on top of my feet. You know what I mean? But imagine if you did that. Like, you were completely sweaty and disgusting. And then the date of your life says, hey, we're going to go out on a date tonight. And you go home, and you don't change clothes. Instead, you just put new stuff on top of the old stuff. Like, would you do that? No. Like, no one's going to do that. Like, that's disgusting. You know what I mean? But that's how we treat the Christian life. We treat the Christian life like we hold on to this gross, sweaty, ugly, nasty, sinful way of life. And then we come to church and we put our church clothes right on top of it. Like, bro, you aren't fooling anybody. We smell you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hide that. And it's only going to be so long until those church clothes get soaked through with the same nasty sweat that's right underneath it. You see, you got to let that old self go. And only a renewed mind leads to a righteous life. You know, what every Christian should confidently be able to declare is, is Galatians 
Read it. Write it. Write it down in your notes. Because as a Christian, we should all be able to say this. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Otherwise, my old self is dead. It's gone. It died with Jesus on the cross. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. New person, new life. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who love me, loves me and gave himself for me. You see, and when you can confidently read Galatians 2.20 and declare that, then you're on your way to living the life that God wants you to live. In conclusion, as I wrap up this, this start of our, our new series, it, it's time that, that we as Christians stop walking and looking like everybody else around us. You see, when we follow the world and we model ourselves after, after the people around us, it's, it's not good, right? If you follow someone with a futile mind, you got a futile mind. You know what I mean? It's going to lead to death. Instead, we should stop sinning, being renewed in our minds as to what is right, what is wrong. So that we can truly be the righteous new creation that God intends for us to be. Moreover, if you're, if you're listening to this morning and you don't have Jesus and you don't know Jesus, I would tell you that, hey, today you can change that. Today you can have Jesus. Well, what I love about Jesus is it says that, not well, Jesus does say this, but the Bible too. Every single person in here has a sin problem. Every single person had some ugly, sweaty clothes. You know, they were like a bad person, right? Like they, they were gross. Romans 3.23. All of us have sinned. There's not a person sitting in this chair this morning that could say, I'm perfect, I don't need Jesus. No, the Bible says that every single one of us were, were failures. We were, we were destined to an eternity in hell. But, but God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. And if you don't know him, what, what Jesus means is, yeah, hey, you sinned. You were destined to death. But because of Jesus, if you accept Jesus, you're not that old person anymore. Those sins don't define you anymore. In fact, you can become a new creation, righteous, right in God's sight, a new beginning. No longer are you broken with a futile mind, but you're a new person. So if you want to accept Jesus today and you don't know him, then I would tell you, following the service, I'm going to pray. We're going to go into a time of communion. During that time of communion, I'll be in the back. Mike will be in the back. Brian might be back there too, but any of us. We've got sponsors back there too. Doug, Dave, I think. I can't really see. I've got lights in my eyes, but I saw him earlier. Robert's back there. Michael Rooney. But anybody, a sponsor, whoever you're comfortable with. If you don't know Jesus, talk to somebody today. If you're listening online, then DM us. You can message any one of us personally. You can message one of our youth accounts. We will listen to you. We would love to help you begin that relationship with Jesus today. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Lost Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.